Hello, you are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. I'm Not Going Anywhere by Auburn Phoenix on AO3. Rating Explicit. Chapter 3. Mulder was left alone in an empty bakery, the waitress looking at him with a weird frown. I promise, I didn't do anything to upset her. He apologized in an attempt to stop looking like a bad guy who'd made a nice woman run away, leaving her breakfast half-finished. Scully seemed to need some alone time, so Mulder decided to have his breakfast while he thought about a course of action. Of all the times and settings he'd thought about finally finishing what he had started in his hallway about a year back, this was not one of them. And it left him befuddled. He felt both happy and surprised at Scully being the one to step forward. He was such a coward, and he hated himself for that. So many times he had wanted to press his lips to hers, and every time he stopped himself. Now, he knew she felt the same. She hadn't backed away immediately. Something was scaring her, and it was probably the same thing that scared him. But they could work it out, right? Mulder could still feel her lips on his. With renewed courage, he paid for their food and walked to her apartment. The time had come to spill his guts about this thing between them. Knock, knock, knock. Her apartment was silent, but he knew she was inside. He could feel her. He could almost picture her, leaning on the back of the sofa, looking at the door, deciding whether to let him in or not. Scully, it's me. Please open the door. I come in peace. One, two... Three, four muffled steps. She had definitely been by the sofa. Before the lock turned and the door slowly opened with a creak. I'm sorry, Mulder, she started, taking a couple steps towards the kitchen. I shouldn't have. You're right, you shouldn't have, he said, closing the door. I should have done it a while back. Maybe it was the excitement, the lack of sleep, or the brisk walk, but somehow... He gathered the same courage he'd had when he kissed her in 1939. Pulling her cheek up with his index finger, he quickly tested her eyes. There was no denial whatsoever. Not that he would have taken it anyway. His lips quickly went back to hers. He'd been missing them. Even when he'd only met them for a second, he wanted so much more of them. Scully was so tiny and short without her heels, and he had to bend to get to her. But he didn't care. He'd do anything for her. It started sweet and innocent as they were testing each other. Soon their confined passion was unleashed. It was bound to happen, really. And now that the floodgates were open, there was no way to close them. Mulder grabbed her by the waist, easily pulling her up and sitting her at the kitchen table, making her slightly taller. Her arms went quickly to his neck, and she held him tight, not wanting to let go. Yes, this was more like it. They had to stop pretending they didn't want it and yield to the passion they both felt. Their lips and tongues kept dancing with each other in an endless waltz. After a while, they needed to breathe and finally let go, pushing their foreheads together and panting hard. I, I'm not sure this is right, Mulder. Fuck right and wrong, Scully, he gasped. I want this. You want this. He looked intently into her eyes. Let me show you how much I care. Her eyes showed him how scared she was, and he won nothing more than to ease her fear. Mulder kissed her again, slow now, taking his time to show her that he respected her, that he worshipped her. This wouldn't change any of that. 
If anything, it would make him adore her even more. At first she was taken aback, but soon she followed his lead. She even took the step forward and started tugging at his t-shirt. Ugh, shit. Had he left his jacket at the bakery? In his rush, he'd forgotten about it. He didn't mind. He was focused on the here and now. He'd go back to get it later, or tomorrow, or next week. Everything he wanted was in his arms and ready. Mulder left her lips for a second to pull his t-shirt out and then grabbed her ass, moving them further into the apartment. There was no way he would make love to her for the first time in her kitchen. He hadn't been in her bedroom that much, and it felt a little like an intrusion. But she was welcoming him. He could feel her heat against his stomach, and she could surely feel him getting hard against her thighs. Mulder gently laid her down on her bed and hovered over her, his knees on each side of her. He slowly unbuttoned her silk shirt, little by little, as he placed kisses down her breastbone, reaching all the way down to her belly button. He was surprised to find a little piece of metal there. Scully, he gaped at her surprise. She just shrugged her shoulders. Yeah, he'd ask about that later. Mulder licked his way up to her lips, with Scully panting hard below his body. He made a quick stop to undo the front clasp, and she helped him take off her garments. There she was, finally, half naked in front of him. Mulder had been wanting this for so long. You're so beautiful, he muttered, before going again for her soft lips, while his hands took care of her round, creamy breasts. If she had any doubts a minute ago, she had completely given in, her excitement increasing. She kept bumping up her hips every now and then, and he wondered how much longer he could take it. So he undid her slacks and pulled them down along with her panties. Mulder kissed her all the way down, now passing her belly ring and finally reaching his destination between her thighs. Her scent was intoxicating, and it tasted even better. Mulder, she squealed, when his tongue made contact with her bud and pushed forward into him. Placing her feet on the bed, he grabbed her by the waist and pulled her to the edge of the bed, gaining better access and getting comfortable on her floor. He'd make her scream. Oh, yeah, he would. He started licking, nibbling, sucking around her folds, her body trembling and panting hard under his menstruations. Fuck, Jesus, Mulder. Her husky voice made him twitch inside his pants. He pushed a lonely finger inside her and felt her walls lightly squeeze around it. Fuck, he longed to be inside her. She'd be so tight. But he'd have to wait. This was all about her now. Pushing a second finger inside, he started searching for the spot. God, Mulder, I'm close. She set up pushing him out. I want you inside. Not yet. He kissed her and laid her back. Just relax. But she started to protest. Not yet. He made it clear that he was taking the reins. Mulder didn't want to be pushy, but she seemed to be enjoying it, and he loved doing that. There was something about pleasing a woman like that, and this was Scully on top of everything. He wanted to see her explode without being lost in his own orgasm. He resumed his actions, and she was right. It didn't take him much longer to get her to wither in pleasure. Scully cried his name and the Lord's. She screamed so loud that her voice filled his ears like an angel's song. If he believed in such a thing, he might for her. He'd do anything for her. He rode her out gradually and laid by her side, kissing her neck and collarbone while she came down from her high. Jesus, Mulder, that was. 
She mumbled, still panting with her eyes closed. Don't want to brag, but... He smirked, drawing little circles on her flat stomach. This interlude worked so well to calm his heart on, a little. I'm ready to keep going, she said, and was suddenly on her knees, hovering over him, kissing and biting his lips as she unzipped his pants and released his erection. Nice package, she smirked, as she started running her hand up and down his shaft. Thanks, he could just murmur. All his blood and attention fled instantly to that part of his body she was touching. As soon as he felt her lips around it, he sat up. Wait, you don't need to do that. What makes you think I won't enjoy this as much as you did? He had no answer for her. The thought of Dana Catherine Scully wanting to go down on him made him go into overdrive. And he had put all his effort into not coming there and then. Her tongue was so wet, her mouth so warm. His fantasies fell so short to what he was experiencing now. So good, he uttered in a haze. You keep it like that. I won't be able to hold myself. Then don't. He felt her stop and open to his eyes to see her sit on top of him and guide his shaft into her entrance. His eyes widened in anticipation. She was going to ride him. He couldn't have that. Not that he didn't want to. For fuck's sake, it was one of his most beloved fantasies. Maybe because of that, he knew he wouldn't last long. And he didn't want it to be done just yet. It took him a while to realize all that, though, and she had time to slowly go down around him completely. When her ass hit his thighs and she exhaled in content, he almost blew up. No, he sighed. No, no, no. He strained against his body. Please, don't move an inch. He looked intently into her eyes. Slowly, Scully leaned forward, placing her arms around his face and a soft kiss on his lips. Only then she started to move her hips forward, releasing his cock from her grip, and then back again. He couldn't take it anymore. His hands went quickly to her waist to still her and turned them around, lying on top of her. He pinned her down with his body, making her stop. I can't have you do that. His voice came out low, his effort showing. I don't want to finish yet. She smiled and clenched her walls around his shaft. Fuck, he yelled, as he started pumping into her and devouring her mouth with all that he had. As expected, it didn't take long until he was screaming her name in pleasure. Panting hard, he collapsed by her side, holding her close while he moved out from inside her. Ah, oh, shoot, I forgot too. He suddenly realized he hadn't put on a condom. What was wrong with him? It's okay. I've told you before I trust you completely, she smiled. And it's not like I need it otherwise. Her mouth crooked, bittersweet. And he held her tighter, planting light kisses along her neck. Did you, um, finish again? He hated to ask, but he hadn't sensed it. No, but don't worry about it, she rushed to answer. The first one was good enough. Jeez. And just like that, he had found a spot below her ear that made her go crazy. I do worry, he thought. I won't stop until I reveal all the secrets to Dana Scully's pleasure. He was true to that. They went at it again, and then again. Third time's the charm, they say. And proving the proverb true, they both came together on their third fuck. With a mix of tiredness and satisfaction, he suggested ordering some takeout by mid-afternoon. They ate, relaxed in her living room, and then christened her sofa. By nighttime, he was fully spent, 
and easily fell asleep with her in his arms. When the sun came up, Mulder was feeling rested as he hadn't felt in ages. Sleeping on a real bed with the woman he loved was better than any sleeping pill he had ever taken. He rolled onto his back to get to her but found himself alone. Maybe she'd gone to take a shower. No, he couldn't hear a thing. Mulder put on his underwear, ignoring his morning erection, and came out of the bedroom looking for Scully, but she was nowhere to be found. Finally, he found a handwritten note on the kitchen table. Sunday mass and lunch with mom is unavoidable. Make yourself at home. He looked at the clock. It was still early. She'd probably be gone for hours. Pondering his options, he decided to head to his place. He needed to unpack and do some laundry. Had he fed his fish? Yeah, he'd leave and call her later. Chapter 4 Agent Scully, it's A.D. Skinner. She heard as she picked up her phone. Scully was half relieved, but also half disappointed that it wasn't Mulder. He must have woken up already, and she wondered why he hadn't called her yet. He called her so frequently, and she was expecting to get even more calls after they spent a whole day together in bed. She felt her cheeks redden at the memory. Everything okay, Dana? Her mother must have sensed her discomfort, so she tried to change her demeanor. Yes, Mom, it's my boss. She excused herself from the table. No need for her mother to listen to whatever gross case her superior must have called to talk about. Yes, sir. What's wrong? I have tried reaching Agent Mulder, but he's not answering my calls. Do you know where he is? No, sir. I haven't seen him since we landed yesterday morning. You're such a nasty liar. You'll have to confess so many sins. I hope he's not gone blazing on one of his crazy solo missions. She heard him sigh over the speaker. Anyhow, I'm sorry to bother you on a Sunday morning, but VCU has asked for your help on a double murder. The hearts of the victims have been removed without incisions or cuttings of any kind. No prints or DNA traces. We're worried he's going to kill again soon, and time is of the essence. She had hoped she'd have some time to process what had happened the day before. As much fun as she'd had, she started having doubts again. How was it going to affect their working together? And Mulder hadn't called her. Was he having the same doubts? Was he acting as if nothing happened? Could she? The second victim was just brought in. I'm sorry for the haste, but we need you to perform an autopsy this morning. Anything to get her mind away from all the dirty thoughts that clouded it. Of course, sir. I'm on my way. Scully put herself on business mode and said goodbye to her mother, calling a cab to get to Quantico. During the whole ride, she couldn't toss the feeling that she had done something really stupid. She'd been wanting Mulder for so long, so much that she couldn't even pinpoint the exact moment when she realized her feelings for him ran deeper than she had expected them to. The denial she had put around them was so strong. It hadn't been wrong, though, with Mulder. She felt relaxed. She could be herself. Mulder could see through her. He knew her better than anybody. She'd see a new side of him that she got so attached to. Maybe that was the problem. Scully didn't want to be a hookup to him. She needed to keep him at bay. She was certain he wouldn't change. He'd go back to his old self sooner or later, and she'd be trapped in that basement chasing aliens forever and ever. Was that what she wanted in life? She wanted to have a family, and Mulder had made her believe that he wanted the same thing. But how long until he forgot about it and got back to his never-ending obsession? She needed to cool down and think things through. Scully couldn't let her feelings and her physical needs take charge. Not completely regretting what had happened the day before, 
she made herself a promise that she'd refrain from repeating it while they were on the case. She'd deal with it when the case was over and not a moment earlier. Her mind had to be in the right place or people could die. Smoothing her gray top, she locked all those nagging thoughts away while she grabbed her phone to update her partner on their new case. Mulder, it's me, heard on the other side of the receiver, and his dull face lit up instantly. Hey, Scully, how's your mom? I'm so glad you called. I was about to... Mulder, Skinner called me. Haven't you been listening to your messages? We have a case. What was that? He was completely stunned to hear her business voice. She sounds so cold and detached. Scully hadn't used that voice with him in ages. Well, to be fair, she had started using it again for a while, but it was because of Diana, and he thought that matter was already solved. Weren't we supposed to have the weekend off after? Yes, but DCU asked for our help. I'm heading for an autopsy, and you've been sent the case filed by courier. They should be reaching you soon. What was with all the cutting him off? Where was the warm and playful Scully he had been with yesterday? Mulder, are you listening to me? Yeah, yeah, sorry. I'll take a look at it, and I'll go to your place to compare notes. No, wait for me at your apartment. I'll head there as soon as I'm done. You're closer to Quantico. With that, she just hung up. What had he done to piss her off like that? She was perfectly okay when they fell asleep, happy and sated. Was it because of the case? What hell of a murder had the VCU asked them to help with? After getting the file and going over it, Mulder was even more surprised. It seemed like a classic case of psychic surgery. He was surprised he hadn't been called sooner. Anyhow, he decided to be ready for her when she arrived. He'd be on his best behavior. Mulder started cleaning the apartment as fast as he could and then took a quick shower. He was brushing his teeth when he heard her knock. Giving a last once over to the apartment, he headed to the door. Shit. A lone sock was sticking out from under the coffee table. Mulder grabbed it and threw it into the hamper with a clean shot. He opened the door, playing it cool, trying to be whatever Scully wanted him to be, even though he had no idea what that was. She had that business mode on. It was pissing him off, but he'd play along. She seemed to have left yesterday's fun on a pause to focus on the case. Okay, he could do that too. She seemed slightly uncomfortable when he sat beside her on his sofa. Her voice was cold and she kept looking at the autopsy files, not glancing his way even once. Mulder decided to sit in front of her to force her to look him in the eye. If she wasn't going to talk to him, at least he could try to read her eyes as he was used to doing. She made it so hard. The warmth and compassion they had shared the last few weeks was completely gone. It was as if they were back to square one. Her being completely business and him trying to ease her out of her rigidness. It was like the day before had not happened at all. Mulder could only guess she wanted to keep their personal life separate from the job, but he did his best to focus on it, to get the case solved, the sooner the better, so he could ease up and get into bed with her again. That was why when he found her sitting on Paget's bed, he almost went crazy. What was she doing? He couldn't believe her. She kept him away, acting all business, but she was trying to get into Paget's pants. He had opened the gate for her sexual release, and now she was going wild with the other guy? You know me better than that, she had said, and he thought he did. Now, he wasn't sure. He was just jealousy talking. He was sure about that. He was just missing having her in his arms and having to read about the stranger doing the naked pretzel with her. Luckily, his neighbor had gotten her all wrong. The scully he had met in bed was completely different from the scully that Paget had written about. That was how he knew it was all the guy's imagination. Dana Scully wouldn't just lay down and wait for it. She was so loving and warm, 
She'd pushed back. She'd wanted to ride him. Mulder got hard instantly just remembering their time together. He desperately needed to go back to that. He had to solve the case quickly. Finally, when it was all over, Mulder finally relaxed. The killer was no more, and Scully had made it out alive. He skipped a beat when he saw her lying on the floor of his apartment covered in blood. As he hugged her trembling, crying body on the apartment floor, Mulder kept telling her that he was there and he wasn't going anywhere. No matter how mad at her he had been during the case, it was all forgiven now. She was alive. They would get through it all. They always did. This nightmare was over, and they were together. Everything was going to be all right. Mulder could feel she was letting him in again. Maybe it was just the near-death experience, but he was thankful to have her back. Once she calmed down, and they made sure again and again that she wasn't hurt, they called the authorities and started to get the case wrapped up. Skinner and the VCU finally appeared to take it all off their shoulders, and after a couple more hours, they could finally retreat to his apartment. Scully sat on his couch and let him hold her, snuggling under his arm. What was with the snooty act? He finally gathered the courage to ask. It was not a great time, and he knew she wasn't going to give an answer to completely appease him. Mulder didn't want to sound insensitive, but the question had been burning his tongue since she had walked into his apartment with her autopsy report. This whole case had been a whole bewilderment for their personal lives. I don't like being like this. She instantly tightened under his embrace, and Mulder regretted even asking. The soft lady that needs to be rescued. The lady that you feel you need to protect from every peril and keep away from every guy that sets their eyes on me. Mulder suddenly remembered how he had entered Pageant's apartment and how upset she'd seemed. He had overreacted, probably. He knew well that she could take care of herself, but the thought of his neighbor overstepping on her? This isn't going to work if you don't treat me the same as you used to. She pushed him further away and looked intently into his eyes. I know you don't need my protection. I'm well aware that you're a better marksman and can bust anybody's ass in the blink of an eye. But I will never apologize for looking after you. It was probably not what she wanted to hear, but he was deadly serious about it. He'd leave everything behind to keep her safe. He'd literally gone to the ends of the earth. That wouldn't change. He could see her realize that had always been the case, and it always will be. And she relaxed back into his embrace. Suddenly the phone rang, but he made no attempts to get it. It had been a long day. Whoever it was could wait. Langley's voice came out some seconds later, telling Mulder that he had news of some UFO sighting in Delaware. They were going to check it out and ask for him to be at their base in 30 minutes, or they'd leave without him. Scully sighed and started getting up. It seems you have somewhere to be. I'm not going anywhere. He grabbed her arm and pulled her back. The smile she gave him was better than any UFO sighting. If you like this story and would like to contribute, you can do so by going to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash audio fanfic pod. As a patron, you are granted early access to one new story of your choosing per month. Thank you for listening. And remember, the stories are out there. <laughs>